What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast. Sorry, guys, last week we were just like way overwhelmed. We were way ahead of ourselves, so we missed posting an episode. Feel kind of bad. I feel like we let you guys down. But no worries. We're going to make it up for you with some amazing content today that's extremely valuable and, you know, a little bit entertaining. Um, if this is your first time checking out Business is Pleasure, this is where we take some time, review our business, talk about our relationship, and, you know, everything in between. This week's episode is extremely special, guys, because it's episode 50. That, for us, is extremely monumental, especially looking back at how far we've come with Business is Pleasure and just trying to be as consistent as possible with everything. Of course, we're far from where we want to be but again with consistency and a lot of determination we'll eventually reach that goal that we want for this podcast but again thank you guys so much for always tuning and checking our stuff out we hope that it's been extremely extremely influential to you and your business um but my name is john francis and the way we always start off with business pleasure is colette how was
Yeah. Like, you know, I don't even want a car on a rocket ship. Like, you know, not a lot of people have them. They're extremely expensive. They're so sought after. And then you can go anywhere in the world with it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty but, much. But, but in reality, it's like you have to take the time to, like, <laughs> either build or purchase a rocket ship. And with us, like, we're building one. I'm dying over how you said rocket ship. <laughs> yeah. I love a rocket I'm so ship. Excited. I love a rocket ship, you know? <laughs> but, um, sorry, even to, like, speak about rocket ship, the first thing that came into my head was, um, What's that TV show, Miss Frizzle? Magic School Bus. And remember how it ended up turning into like a rocket ship or it turned into like a train or whatever they ended up needing, needing yeah. or whatever? It's cool because like that's what vintage runs off of is nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have memories or moments that people can remember that like, really bring them back to a particular time in their lives, whether it's like a baseball team they used to watch when they were younger, or whether it's a cartoon show, or like their favorite cereal, you know what I mean? If we don't have like that nostalgia that like allows people to gravitate towards certain brands or products, the vintage community is just going to be useless for the most part, you know what I mean? Sort of. I feel like people ascribe to vintage clothing for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a large generation that that kind of is interested in it because... Sustainability and stuff like that. Yeah, too, like, right? yeah. there's a large generation that is interested in it because, like, it is nostalgic to them mm-hmm. and it does remind them of, like, older times. And there's people that were, like, just born, like, recently and, mm-hmm. like, don't care about that stuff at all because they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, like vintage because it's popular and it's trendy and it's cool. And there's also, like you said, people who are interested in vintage because you have better quality clothing that's going to last you longer and it's more sustainable and better mm-hmm. for the environment. So I think, like, there's a number of reasons. I feel like vintage clothing is definitely been around for obviously a very 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 long time Mm -hmm. but it's also a trend that's popular right now it's been popular for the past couple of years Mm -hmm. and like i don't see that changing for the next little bit i think it will morph into like different styles and different types of Mm -hmm. potentially vintage clothing but i don't see it completely being like Mm -hmm. not a trend so i I, like you i always use this analogy because like you were the one that like gave me this idea it's like if you view it as a pie chart you know what I mean like if you viewed fashion as a pie chart maybe like five years ago I'm just throwing numbers out there let's say 60% of people were buying fast fashion you know what I mean so they're going to H&M going to Zara things like that and now that we see like fast fashion is, is getting like this really bad connotation they're starting to run themselves like the rich companies you know what I mean they'll have like initiatives to help sustainability they'll like be really proactive when it comes to like Earth days or any type of event. Maybe just like fake it with like vintage inspired yeah, fashion. Yeah, exactly. Like right, like like you know what I mean. So I think like what's going to become really popular over the next year, what's going to be really trendy, is not vintage, not fast fashion. I think just used, because we don't ever talk about the idea of just used clothing, you know. And yeah. like when you think about it, like markets like Kijiji, Let Go, Carousel, they're the, more so predominantly used as opposed to actual vintage. Exactly, or even like new clothing either too. Right? Even something like Value Village and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like. They're like 90% of the stuff in there is used. It's yeah, it's not, not vintage. vintage. Yeah. And I think that's one thing a lot of people have to understand about like the vintage community. A lot of times we clump in the idea of used inside of it. You know what I mean? But there's actually a huge distinction. And I think like that distinction is going to become like a lot more pronounced as people are starting to understand like, hey, it's old in 20 years. Yes, it is vintage or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, of course, people get confused because someone like H&M now they'll have like a vintage style fit or like they'll print a banty that makes it look vintage so yeah. people kind of like oh yeah it's a vintage banty like yeah of course right mm-hmm. like you know so i think it's kind of cool because like with you and i we constantly talk about like we don't want to be like a trendy company mm-hmm. but our audience more or less is gravitating to certain things that they like 
So let's focus on what our audience likes. I think like we'll always have like particular products that are always going to be in place because like one like they work well with our audience and two like they're popular brands that everyone knows and loves like Levi's. I think like we'll always have no matter what. Yeah, like you sure. know what I mean. Yeah. But maybe in two years, maybe we won't have like starter bulls jackets and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. maybe the trend isn't there anymore. Yeah. So I think it's really interested within the vintage community because it's becoming so popular now that like what you said, like you have people that are into it because of sustainability. You have people are into it that actually like vintage. You have all these different groups not coming together under like one umbrella. Yeah. That's where you allow like creativity and different innovations within and vintage community. And as long as there's like more variability in like fashion. I oh, would say. for sure, for you sure. Know what I mean, because like there's so many things that like are like like yeah, vintage inspired, but then there's also a lot of things that are just like vintage styles that are reworked to look like modern. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah. There's, like, lots of different things then, like, matched with, like, a vintage something else. Or, like, vintage mixed with, like, streetwear. Like, streetwear that looks vintage. Like, there's, like, lots of different things that are, like, coming into play in it. It's making for, like, a really interesting fashion world. Which is fun. Because yeah. remember, remember like, five... No, maybe more. Yeah. Remember, like, five, six years ago? When everyone was living us? Oh, my gosh. When you look back, it was kind of annoying. It was so so boring. Uh, but I feel like we're going to say the same thing now. Like, we're like, oh, this stuff was way too loud. Like, No, but babe, when I look back, like, that was my least favorite. I time. loved it. I love minimalism because, like, I was wearing a club mark when I was downtown, so I was going to, like, my hipster phase. Yeah. So like, I could literally, like, wear the same jeans five times and everyone would be like, oh, okay, that's cool, bro. That's that's minimal. You only have, like, three pairs of jeans. You wear, like, this one when you go to work, then you have, like, five shirts that you change through. You know what I mean? I don't so know. I, like, I loved it in terms me, of, like, like, efficiency. I liked it in some moments because, obviously, it was really easy to dress like everything i owned was from american apparel just like basic white black gray like everything was just like basic but at the same time like it was a little bit limiting and challenging when like you would want to dress up and like you would want to wear something like interesting and cool and fun like for example like there was never times for that yeah. there was never times yeah, for that it like wasn't, it wasn't like allowed it was yeah like no much. for example like when i went to miami like miami's known for like bright colors like floral like all sorts of like neon stuff like that whereas like it was during that time and i remember all of my friends all we were wearing was black like, white and gray black white and gray the whole time i remember one night i wore red and i felt like whoo i'm doing too much you're like oh this is way too much yeah mm -hmm. but no, not the craziest thing though I, I for me my favorite styles are when people can be creative and be like hey like you know what these are like some boat shoes from the 50s these are some bell bonds from the 80s with a current off white tee yeah. I like it when people can like put different eras, put different styles, put different subcultures together, and put their own and, and make it their own. Like you know, yeah. What I mean? And like I think that was the thing that I didn't like about like the whole like minimalist thing. Mm -hmm. It's because like it was hard to be like, and for myself, maybe other people like, felt differently, but minimalist. it was harder to be creative yeah. when no, like no, sure. all you're dealing with is like three colors. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the problem with trends is that like they're so specified and niche in terms of particular items, styles, or brands. And like now if you look at something nowadays where it comes with um, vintage clothing, it's like the louder, the brighter, the better. You know what I mean? Like you need to make sure you have a big logo or really bright pattern. Like now, like all the fashion faux pas that were there before, like you can't have vertical or horizontal stripes. You can't have like something overly patterned with polka dots. Like all that's out the window now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like it's good though, because I think what's allowed that to happen is that, um, the internet you know everyone has access or some type of like closeness to everyone else just the simple fact of the internet whether you're on instagram you're just scrolling by whether you go on cnn you see something quickly mm -hmm. it's just that like every subculture 
has a way to interact with another subculture nowadays, you know what I mean? And I think it's cool because, like, again, it allows for, like, interaction seamlessly. And, like, that blending, you know? Like, yeah, styles yeah. and, like, trends mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. No, no, no. Cool. No, no, no. 100%. Like, you know? And I think, like, for me, this is probably like, the funnest time I've had in fashion. Because it's, it's like, look at you, like, a couple years ago, we would only wear skinny jeans. Like, yeah. you're wearing bell bottoms now. You're wearing, like, baggy mom jeans. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, There's I'm, so many options. Yeah, there's so many different options you to, you would pick from. Like, think about, like, the, the skinny jeans were, like, really predominant, like, in the early 2010s or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, you would jump to, like, the 70s, 80s and drop, throw in a pair of bell bottoms, you know? Yeah. So it's so cool how we can, like, transition between eras simply based on how we dressed, you know? Yeah. But, of course, a couple years ago. And also, you know, one thing I also don't like about, like, vintage clothing nowadays and also a lot of it with the style, what I've realized, everyone thinks that just because they're wearing brands, they're not dressed. Like, you know? always, but that's always been like, No, but I see it more than ever before because no, like, well, one second, let me finish. So, because the reason why I say that now was for instance, like when the minimal age was going on, if someone had a Gucci shirt on, having a big glow on a Gucci shirt, like that was a no-no, you know what that I mean? Was, like, not you know, good. like having a pattern pants that has like a Fendi pattern on it. That was a big no-no, you know what I mean? Yeah. But nowadays, it's like, the bigger the logo, the better. So it's like, you have to, like, stand out, more or less, like, to be seen or to be noticed. And then there are some people that think, like, well, I can just throw money on anything, and, and that gives me swag. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Like, for me, I have, this is like, the I haven't seen it like this, like, since, like, since I can remember, to be honest with you. No, but I remember, like, remember before everyone was all, like, minimalist? Mm-hmm. So this was when we were probably, like, still in high school. Okay. Okay? And it was, like, people used to wear, like, the, like, Hollister tees, like, the Abercrombie, and, like, anything that had, like, a little logo, like, not a, a big logo, like, across the mm-hmm. chest was, like, considered, like, fashionable. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I thought it was, like, the absolute worst. Yeah, but, but like, but that's the thing, though, like, I don't know, for me, I don't see that as, like, throwing money on something. Like, I'm talking no, about, like, no. high-end fashion. No, or, like, no, you know, like, I, I know what you're mm-hmm. saying, but it was still, like, At a, a smaller brand. Scale. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. It was right, a brand right. for, like, I don't know, like, high schoolers. And honestly, babe, that's how I know you weren't popping, babe. It wasn't it was it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the Hollister thing. It was always Abercrombie and Fitch thing. Okay. Like you know, like like those white brands like Abercrombie and Fitch, American Eagle, Aeropostale, like those things Aeropostale were like. The, I know, but like, it's the lower class of them, right? Okay. Like you know, like you're still gonna have your Louis and Gucci, but then of course you're gonna have like. Okay, babe. Louis and Gucci are not in any. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, right? Like you still have your Louis, your Gucci. Then beneath that, you'll have like. Club Monaco or something, or even like something just above Club Monaco, like you know what I mean. Like you're still gonna have your variances within the categories of everything, you know. Okay. Like no matter what, like you stuff thrift stores, but then you have like your random value village and shit like that. Your random mom and pop stores, you know. There's like different levels to each category. That's what I was like trying to say, or whatever. But you're just a hater and you don't want me to like be successful sometimes, but it's okay. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um. So, so one thing um, I think we should like always talk about is like just our last two events and like the kind of hectic weekend yeah. that we had was I like, feel like that's Ottawa, why I feel so hectic. Montreal. Yeah, I feel like that's why I feel so hectic. Why? I don't know because I feel like we like we haven't done back to back events in a long time. I don't remember the last time we did back to back events. To be honest with you, no. I think this might have been like one. Like I think we did it once before. This was maybe like. We did one, two in the same day once. Yeah, and I think the, only, the other time would be, would be like the Toronto Vintage Coding Show. We have like two events in one day. Yeah, but that's like the same yeah. show. Yeah, so that, that's not... You know what I mean? Like, I just like, we went to Ottawa. We did 6133, which was great. All was consistent. All was a good event. Like, no complaints there. And then we drove straight to Montreal. 
and did uh, what was it called? It was called the Fleek Market. Yeah, we did the Fleek Market. Awesome, awesome event. Really consistent, like really great turnout. Um, but it was just like a lot of like running around, and yeah. then like our Airbnb, like the lady like went MIA. Can you explain that story again? Because it's so random. Okay, so I booked an Airbnb on what day did I book it on? Probably, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I booked it on Wednesday. We were leaving on. We were going to check in for Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, so more than enough time. Like, Yeah, so, like, I, I did, like, the super host booking. So mm-hmm. what that does is it allows them to approve you without, like, asking all these questions. Like, oh, what are you coming for? Like, all this stuff. So because I wanted it to be booked fast. So I used that, and then it was, like, confirmed everything. This is the address. Cool. I, like, left a message with the lady. I was like, hey, we're going to be coming in around this time. Like, what's the buzzer code or like how do i get in where's the key like what's going on no response so i'm like okay that's weird i message her again i'm like hey just let you know like we'll be arriving around this time like just confirming that you know we can get in no response i call her it's like this random like french voicemail obviously i don't know what's going on with that and then so eventually it was like at it was past the check-in time so I was like, no, I need to call Airbnb because, like, this doesn't make any sense at all. And they were like, okay, we're going to try to... Honestly, surprisingly, one thing I didn't know is that Airbnb actually, like... They held it down still. Yeah, they're they actually... Not that they're not good. Like, I've always known that they're good, but I didn't realize how much their support, like, actually works. Like, I thought I would be talking to, like, a voicemail. They'd get back to me in, like, three business days. Yeah. Like, like they... It was a real person... They called me back. They were like, hey, we contacted the host. We didn't get an answer. So here's uh, five other listings that are similar to the one you picked in the same location. Let us know which one you want. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so simple. They didn't, I didn't have to go into, like, do another booking. They did it all for me. And they were like, yeah. And even the pricing, too, right? Because our hotel, I think, was, like, maybe, like, $120 cheaper. Yeah. And then they ended up giving us a room that was like so much nicer than what yeah. we're gonna have closer to the event. Yeah. And they also um they paid the extra fees that came along with everything. Yeah. So, so it was dope. It was really. So we dope. paid. We only paid like the same amount that we were originally gonna pay, but yeah. we got a way nicer place, so much closer. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that everyone should also keep in mind when they're doing events. Like always ensure like the logistics are always on point. You know yeah. What I mean? And that was my fault. Like I don't know what happened, but I kind of like. I just assumed that everything was fine because I've never had any issues with Airbnb before. And I wasn't, like, that, like, nervous about it because I'm, like, we're going to Montreal. Like, worst case, we're still in Canada. Like, I know Mm. I can get, like, a hotel or something. Yeah, we'll do it quick. Yeah, like, it's not that serious. But, like, yeah, I just, like, assumed that everything was going to be fine. And then the day of, I'm looking, I'm like, this girl has not responded to any of my messages aside from the fact that it was confirmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Not for sure. And I think it's kind of cool when you could see the way other companies handle issues because like so, so now we can like take a bit of that away from yeah um airbnb right just like the quick ability to, like, to respond to respond and like us. just fix the issue too yeah you know that's I mean? what's most important and like i noticed that too like sometimes you know when like people will be like oh like how long is my package going to take and like sometimes we'll just get lazy and we'll be like hey like just check the tracking that like we sent you like <coughs> but, but in reality though but like Okay, honestly, it's not for what I'm about to say because, like, even me, I have a bit, I have a like greater expectation of smaller businesses than bigger businesses. Cause, yeah. I, cause I understand that, like, as a smaller business, when you guys pay for a product, that that five dollars that we're making, it's gonna, it's more meaningful to us 
than that of a big company. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I think people understand that too. Yeah. Can you stop doing that, whatever you do? So I think it's important that, like, hey, like, when you are a small company, maybe you should be, like, going out of your way to, like, help a, help a customer facilitate Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I feel yeah, like no, sometimes, sure. like, we forget about that. Yeah, no, Like, sometimes sure. we'll be, like... It'll be like a tracking from like, I don't know, a week ago, and it's like, it'll take us kind of a while to look for, not really a while, but like a little bit of a while to like, you know, look into it and see like how far along their package is when it's probably like literally 24 hours away from their destination. Yeah. And it's unfortunate too, because like sometimes we do have customers that maybe just aren't as like savvy, savvy yeah. when it comes to like, yeah. just like trying to figure out their stuff. Yeah. So to us, it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's such a fucking idiot. Why can't he just figure it out? Yeah. But I think we have to start being like a lot more empathetic. Yeah, of course, because like, not everyone like ships internationally all the time yeah. and yeah. knows how to check on it but it is just a link that we sent but anyways not everyone knows how to check in not everyone is like familiar with that sorts of thing and like that is part of like being a small business and that is part of customer service it's like if someone asks for something the answer should be this is your answer not this is how you figure it out yeah, that's yeah. our job to figure it out no, you know what no, I mean? no 100 especially again like they're spending their like 40 50 dollars on us like the least we can they're do is, like, money. The, the least we can do is like make an effort to make the process of Easy. buying straight simple as much as possible you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of the times that's what people don't talk about they don't talk about the idea that like hey when you're an entrepreneur yes you get to like dictate and decide when certain products go out how the money is spent how the marketing is done but you are an employee of the company yeah. and i think sometimes we forget about that it's like hey i'm an employee for clarendon co so i gotta make sure everything that i'm doing for the business is represented in the right way so the client can like be satisfied because like the best thing we should always be focused on is like yo what are the needs of the client how can we facilitate them as much as possible so the business looks good and i feel like when we like really really like narrow in on that process and streamline it we always get repeat customers. Oh, 100%. Like, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, like, I would say, like, at least, like, 60 or 70% of our sales come from, like, repeat customers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, there's this rule called the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Have you heard of it before? Yeah, 80-20 already. Yeah, so, um, 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your audience. And, like, yeah. sometimes we forget that. It's, like, big up to my boy Nathan, like, Chanum, like, Kiran, like, you know, Van Thrift, like, you know, like, all those guys, like, once a week or like you know once every other week they're always coming out like yeah, you know what I mean and like it's dope too because like it allows us now to like actually build rapport with them and let them know like you know what I mean bro like hey like I'm actually I know you like this so I'm saving it for you I'm gonna send you a picture right and I think that's important too like I would appreciate that like you yeah. know if like a store that I really like fuck with they're like hey like yo by the way bro like you know if you want come check this out and also the thing that I like that we do with our repeat customers is like we really like try to work with them on the pricing oh yeah like 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 you know what i mean because like at the end of the day like yeah we get the clothing for a good a good um amount of money but then we have to understand like the amount of time it took us to find it the driving just to go in like you know give it to you guys or whatever you know like we'll put those things into the price but still it's still a price that they're able to afford and like they still find like a good deal with it honestly repeat customers always get a deal like, always, always, and you always, always should. And you always, always should. and you always will. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's the thing too, right? Like McDonald's, different food chains have been doing that for years. You know, like hey, if you buy seven coffees, your seven food, your eighth will be free. Yeah, the loyalty. Like, like you know whatever. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's always important that you should always try to in- incentive, incentivize your clients and let them know, like, hey, like 
yo, bro, like, buy three, you know, you get 50% off on the third item, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's, it's dope, too, because every so often, like, if we work with someone and, like, they say something nice to us or whatever, we'll be like, you know what, we're going to give you a free t-shirt. Yeah. If you like, we'll just throw something in there randomly. Yeah, like, or, like, I mean? or, like, say, if we're at events, like, 613, for example, like, mm-hmm. we always see the same people. Not always, but, like, yeah. a lot of the times we see the same people. So sometimes if, like, I see a face that I've seen, like, two times already before, I'm like, yeah, I'm giving you $5 off. Like, yeah, you know you've, what been, I mean? you've been supporting us, so, like, yeah, yeah. So, or, like, they'll be like, yeah, like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, you're getting $5 off. Yeah, like, easy, why not? Easy, 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 like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you appreciate me, so I'm going to show you that I appreciate you. And, like, the only way to do that is through money. I'm sorry. Like, money talks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's business. It's, it's business. business. So it's definitely like, understandable. I, I, can, I can only say I appreciate you for so long until, like, it's like, mm, I have to show you. Yeah, yeah no, you know? no, so like what would you say about businesses that think that's a bad business model the, um, the idea of incentivizing your clients and giving them free products every so often honestly I, I don't think there's any such thing as like a bad business model it's what works for your business and what works for mine mm-hmm. like this is what works for my business like I'm okay not making an extra five dollars if I can make a loyal customer that's going to come back time and time again. Yeah, you know like for the next mean? 15 like, years. I think yeah, I'll, I'll you know what that. I mean? I can give up the $5 now if it's going to mean a lot, a lot more later in an actual but to like, be honest relationship built. I'll give up the $5 every single time if they're yeah. going to come by and spend 15 Like, why would I not do that? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think that's what's important too. It's like, in business, you kind of have to understand like, the battles that are important to pick. Yeah. You know, like, getting upset or annoyed about making seven dollars on this product instead of ten is ridiculous yeah you know what i mean and if it's again to help or facilitate a relationship with the client why would you not want to do that three dollars every single time of course. I- i'm like okay with that like you know yeah so i think that's always important but i think like while we're always like finding these dope products for these clients it's always good especially myself right because like i'm generally the one that deals with the product from like time it gets picked up till the time it's start to finish yeah right till the time it gets shipped out so like just reviewing clothes i think a lot of times like i'll just get lazy like you know like oh i can't find the brief for breeze so i'll just steam it who cares if i can't find the for breeze you know what i mean mm-hmm. or it's like oh i can't steam it just for breeze it it's like there has to be like the consistent i guess like procedures that we have for our business just so we stay on par because again like we're employees for Clarendon Co. I feel like a standard like we have to like abide by a specific standard and I feel like (laughs) and I feel like um having that operations plan right Mm -hmm. that like we talked about but we haven't actually gotten around to actually because I feel like we want to do that like when we actually have employees and stuff because like yeah because like it's and like one of the things that I've realized in like running a business and stuff it's hard to be motivated to create the things you don't need of course like you don't need that right now yeah no like i don't know like because like i used to have this mentality of like oh like you have to have everything has to be done and like in order for you to have a successful anything it all has to be solidified and perfect and it's like there's businesses that have been around for 100 years that don't even have a business plan like not to say that it's not important, not to say that it's not needed. More, more likely than not, you should have it. Yeah, in but front like, of you. but like at the same time, if not having something is stressing you out and like stopping you from actually running a business, forget about it. Yeah. Worry about it when you need it. Like, stop stressing over things that aren't necessarily important or time sensitive like, at the moment. Perfect time. example. Like, stop worrying about your business plan if you haven't made a dollar yet. Yeah. first make a dollar see what you can do then create a business but plan but then there's also people that are the opposite and yeah. say well in order to make a dollar you need to have a business plan in place first but it's like 
Not always. Yeah, exactly. Like, we live in the world of the internet. Just throw something online and sell it. Like, you know, you, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. But again, like, it depends on, like, the industry you're in. Like, yeah. If you're like, a dentist, you can't just, like, <laughs> you can't just, like, <laughs> you can't just, like, you know, come to make the shop. Like, you don't have a shop. You don't have nothing. You don't, be, you don't like, even you know, have a degree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do it all the time. You can't do it all the time. But, um, I think that's everything for today. Um, guys, thank you so much for checking out our podcast once again. <laughs> Until next time. I peace. Bye. Bye.